Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close to personal, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have actress Colleen Foy with us today. She is featured in the Netflix 2022 feature film, Blonde, a fictionalized chronicle of the life of Marilyn Monroe. In this eagerly awaited film produced by Brad Pitt's Plan B Entertainment, she plays a psychiatric nurse who takes care of Marilyn's mother. Colleen is, Colleen is perhaps best known for her multi-season arc on the Shondaland ABC series Station 19. She has also appeared on 911 Lone Star, Bones, Castle, Franklin and Bash, Code Black, Cold Case, The Client List, Criminal Minds, Tacoma FD, and The Bold and the Beautiful. And we're excited <laughs> to have her on. Yes, we are. That about lock your breath out of her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the lot. show. Welcome. Hi there. It's it's so nice to, to be here with you two today. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Mm. It's our pleasure to have you yes. on. Um, I always like to start the show out kind of the same way. Oh, Last yeah. 18 to 20 months have been rough for a lot of people, especially entertainment. I mean, entertainment has just been backslapped, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. So how have you, you know, how has COVID affected what you do and, and you and what have you done to maneuver through this phase? Well, I think, you know, um, similar to how you two have approached it, I've gone, what is the opportunity here? You know, yes. what is um, um, with all the the devastation and the heartbreak and a lot of not knowing what's going on. Mm. How can I focus in and sort of expand my world a little bit, um, uh, find a positive way to sort of maneuver through this. So, um, uh, so I have, well, I was very lucky at the time to be uh, uh, recurring on station 19. So I feel like mm -hmm. I always had an episode that I was prepping, but, um, but also I, I'm uh, an acting teacher. I teach oh. online. Uh, well, now I teach online. <laughs> um, <laughs> boy yes. um we pivoted can i tell you i had never been on zoom before before oh, wow. before mm -hmm. march 2020 i had never been on zoom and now i'm on zoom um seven days a week wow. so uh so i helped the the studio sort of pivot to to yeah. learning virtually and because of that we were able to grow our community we've had uh students in uh in scotland and japan um uh south africa and then folks who are um uh stars in their local market whether it's mm -hmm. atlanta or portland or michigan we have a student in delaware who's yeah. crushing it um, <laughs> um we've been able to sort of build our community and and it becomes stronger with every single person that's added to it so um so yeah it's been a lot it's been a been, been a very thick two years can we say thick and understand yeah, what that means? Yeah. 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 good and bad and opportunity mm -hmm. and disappointment and um but that's that's life right Yep. That's like for us, you know, we launched the show January of 2020. So a couple months before COVID. And as we were watching everything get shut down, you know, our original plan was maybe a hundred interviews first year. Thought if we could do that, be a great foundation for the first year of a show. And then I'm watching all this get shut down. I'm, I'm like, well, we can't change this, but where's the opportunity? I think that all the people in entertainment are going to need a place to talk. And yeah. We're going to do our job to give it to them. And because of that, we've done over 500 interviews now. Woo! In wow. We just Congratulations. Yes. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think that is such a strategy for life. Mm -hmm. You know, where's the opportunity here? Because um, uh, while it may be as global as a pandemic, there's mm -hmm. a lot of disappointments that happen in life. A lot of things that don't go the way that we planned. A lot of unexpected challenges. If we can train ourselves, I think, to look for opportunity mm -hmm. and look for ways mm -hmm. to to grow and develop what we really love. I think we're, I think we're set for life. So mm -hmm. congratulations to you two. Really, really congratulations. Well, we appreciate appreciate that. that. It's, you know, it's definitely, you know, you know, it's funny, you know, sometimes people ask about the work involved with doing the show because, you know, you know, in this 30 to 60 minutes, it looks like we have fun, but there's so much. I'm kind of <laughs> glad I didn't know the work involved <laughs> when we launched because I um, may not would have launched. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I love the show, but man, you know, the rejection we get and uh, the emails back and forth, the coordinating everything, the, the even you could have a date set and then cancellations that happen like last minute. And then sometimes mm -hmm. you've got somebody that you think's coming on and uh, they'll throw somebody else on there last minute. You don't know it. And all of a sudden, oh, yeah, <laughs> we, <recently laughs> that we got so many stories. Holy so, so here we have no, no no idea what to say, and I just run with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm sort of glad you didn't know too ahead of time because here you are, so successful, 500 guests later. Um, thank goodness you didn't know about all the coordinating and the scheduling and all that stuff. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So you know, as you know, and and speaking of. The, the struggle side of things. You know, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't mm -hmm. see like the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get to not just your level, but even a career level within the entertainment world. And I always like to talk about that um, because I think sometimes people think if you've got the talent, you've got it made, but that's just not true. You know, there's so much more goes into that. So tell us some of the sacrifices and struggles you've even had to go through to get to where you are today. Wow. Um, well, I appreciate you bringing that up because it is sort of seeing both sides of uh, of it. And it's not for the faint of heart. There are times when I feel the same way. I'm glad I didn't know exactly how yeah. the struggles would feel um, because people can say there's a lot of rejection and you go, okay, yeah, rejection. I can do that. And then the way it feels the way it feels and the way that it can sort of impact other areas of your life is profound. It's mm -hmm. profound. Um, uh, so it, it took me a very long time to get um, an agent in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. it took me a very long time. The very first film that I did um, called There Will Be Blood with Daniel mm -hmm. Day-Lewis, mm -hmm. I didn't have an agent, but I was able oh, wow. to... Oh, wow. Yeah, I was able to get an audition for it. Luckily, they needed someone with a special skill, which is sign language. Oh, yeah. um, it happens to be my second language. So um, luckily, I found sort of a little corner of the world that I could sneak myself into. Um, mm -hmm. But even after I booked that movie and and um, and and shot it, I still couldn't get an agent. <laughs> wow. I, I would um, cold call agents, just cold call them. Mm -hmm. um, I would drop. Uh, I I would drop off my headshot and resume. I made up a press kit and would you know hand deliver it. And and I remember all the sort of reception re receptionists going, um, "Are they expecting you?" And I say no, and they're like, "Okay." We'll take it and give it to them. Good luck with everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, that's 
that's going in the garbage, isn't that? Um, but oh, wow. <laughs> I, I had, I had no other choice. You have to do what you have to do. Leave no stone unturned. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, it took took a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, and uh, you're right that people think if you got the talent, that's it. But this business is not a meris meritocracy. Am I saying that word right? <laughs> um, um, and a lot of times it's not, um, it's just that you didn't book the role because um, you look too similar to the person you were going to be in the scene with. Right. Oh, wow. or, oh, yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Or they cast the, the son, first and now they're looking oh, okay. for the mom to match him sure. um mm -hmm. uh, it can be a look thing or it can just yeah, be you could remind the person the producer of the show of somebody they don't like yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely you know years ago i interned at a casting office uh -huh. and mm -hmm. this was something that i did but because i was like i don't have an agent I want to get in the room. I want to see what it's like so that when I do get yeah. engaged, I'm ready to go. Um, so again, I found a little corner where I could sneak myself into. And um, and I remember um, after filming some auditions and the producers were there talking about who they wanted to book. And they and um, one of the actresses reminded a producer of his ex-wife. Oh, and, okay. yes. <laughs> and it was like, oh, she was wonderful. And She's not going to get the job. Um, uh, it's crazy. One time there was an actress that I knew and she came into audition and they had already cast a redhead in that mm. episode. Mm -hmm. and she was a redhead, but she gave a brilliant performance. So I tracked her down uh, because I had met her before. I tracked her down and I said, you were phenomenal in the audition room. They have already cast a redhead. This had nothing to do with you because yeah. we can tell ourselves these stories of like, I didn't hear, I must be awful. This must not be what I meant to do. Um, I'll never get traction. They'll hate me forever. I'll never get called back. We start to tell ourselves these stories of, right. of boom and doom. And, and um, I just wanted her to know, hey, you were amazing. You were sometimes people need to know because we've we've had enough actor and actresses on the show to know that sometimes they take it personally, even though they they're like you know you try not to, but you still take it personally, and and then you know so sometimes it's good for like people like you to say hey you know it wasn't you, it yeah. wasn't you absolutely, um, and uh, you had mentioned in that incredible intro that you gave me uh, that uh, I have been on station 19 for 15 episodes. Um, I auditioned for that casting office 15 times before I booked oh, that wow. show. 15 times. And um, I got really close so many times. Um, and when you're close and you're like this, the you're like one of two people who might get the job, when you get the phone call that says it's not going forward, it's like, okay, I guess I'll make dinner, I guess I'll just do the laundry and continue with life. And, um, uh, and it's, it's really a letdown. It is such a letdown. Yeah. Um, uh, so to be able to not take it personally is, um, is a challenge. And I think it's important. I'm continuing to try and work on that. <laughs> yeah. You but, know, I remember one of the guests we've had on the show. Um, I was, you know, I was going after this girl artist and her her team was like um 
she's booked for the next two weeks. Now, my first thought is, well, what about after that? But of course, I'm not going to say that because I want to keep, sure. you know, don't want to burn no bridges here. Right. And so two weeks goes by. I email again. We'd love to have her on now. Oh, she's booked for next two weeks. Now, again, I'm thinking, um, well, what's after that? You know, but again, <laughs> I don't say nothing. So two weeks later, like clockwork, I'm emailing again. And then I guess they finally says, look, I promise you, if a spot opens up, mm. you'll be the first show we call, contact. Oh. Three days later, they email me and said, oh, we got this one spot. You only you got 20 minutes. Take wow. it or leave it. And the funny thing is that happened to be a day that our um, son had a dentist appointment. But it was, a, yes. it was just a checkup. So we moved yeah, his checkup we, to we a week later. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that the persistence that it takes, the persistence that it takes. Can you imagine if you had, if the first time they said she's not available for two weeks, okay, fine. I'm sorry. I'll never, I'll never contact again. You know, you sort of take it personally and close down. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. I wouldn't have this, we wouldn't have the show that we have with the guests oh, we've had. Definitely. Cause I not. email that again, mm -hmm. when, when people say, when the PR team say we'll pass right now, well, a month later, I'm emailing again. Sure. Month, yeah. I mean, I, I we even had one guy on the show to where um, I think his manager got tired of me. I, you know, I'd email every yes. month like clockwork. And about six months in, he, um, he was like, look, look, you're asking for 45 minutes. He don't do 45 minute interviews. He what? says, he says, if I can do this, we, we, you only have five or 10 minutes. So I didn't hear five minutes. I emailed back. Oh, we can do 10 minutes. Yeah, and, he's, and we got him for ten minutes. So yeah. again, he's oh, you know, and, and again, that, that's just one of them things to where you know I have to keep going, keep going. That's like when you know we, me and her met online back in 02. Okay, and oh, cool. and two days after we met, which happens to be today, the first time we had a phone call. Yeah, which was 20, 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. But Happy today, anniversary! But, but the, the first story, phone call. The, the story kind of goes into what we're just talking yeah. about. That morning we were chatting and she had to go and she told me, you know, I was like, well, I would love to have your phone number so we could actually talk on the phone. And she goes, I, and she was like, well, um, after school tonight, I'll give you my phone number and you can call me. Yeah, as I so, was some college so the salesperson the in me <laughs> said, told her, well, since you're going to give me the number anyway, just give it to me now and tell me a time and I'll call you at that time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It worked. Here we are. Right. We're here. Here we are. And today yeah. is 20 years from that day. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Congratulations. Thank oh, thank you. <laughs> so did you, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to be an actress? But I'd like to go deeper that. When did this all click for you that this could be a career? Ooh, yeah, that's, that's, that's actually an important differentiation because I've always wanted to do this and always was always making up songs and dances and skits and, you know, forcing my family to sit there and watch me <laughs> sing in the living room. Um, um, but it was after my first year of college, I was studying theater mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and I, I just wanted to do it so badly, but I, 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 was in Wisconsin. I had no understanding of if this could be a valuable thing or if I'm just going to be like the best actor in my little corner in Wisconsin. Um, uh, so I came out to Los Angeles for a two week program um, 
we stayed at UCLA and the entire day we were um, meeting with casting directors and agents and just doing workshops, workshops, workshops. And mm -hmm. I got a lot of positive feedback, um, which wow. I got a lot of positive feedback and I got a lot a, a better understanding of what I needed to work on and what the business sort of entailed. So, um, uh, so when I went back uh, for my second year of college, I really had this focus of I'm going to uh, I'm going to do everything I can so that when I graduate, I can make this an actual I can make it a reality. Yeah. Um, I want I thought about leaving leaving school like oh I got good feedback I might as well just go. Um, <laughs> but I I um I had a phenomenal scholarship to my university and and um felt grateful and like I needed to uh, spend the time taking in the lessons of yeah. scholarship. Yeah. So, so during my summer breaks, <clears throat> I worked two jobs, saved wow. up all yeah. the money I could. I read every book I could get my hands on. I um, interviewed a lot of uh, the people from my, uh, from my theater program who would graduate and move to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. uh, I would interview them. I went out on a spring break oh, and that just was smart. Show me your budget. Yeah. How did you get an agent? Uh, do you need a car? What kind of miles are you putting on your car? How much? <laughs> you have? I really wanted to have a plan. Um, I, I had always had the dream. I had always had the desire, but I needed to have a, a plan. Um, uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to burn out. Get to mm -hmm. get to Los Angeles, not know what I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, go back with my tail tucked between my legs. I, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> So, so, so yeah, it was, it was, it was around that time. That was a long answer to a very short question. Sorry about that. <laughs> so tell us about the first year when you first moved to LA, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're like hoping everything's going to work out. You're probably scared to death. Tell us about those moments. Ooh. So yeah, I drove my car out, my purple mercury tracer. I drove it out from Wisconsin to Los Angeles, um, found an apartment, found a job. And um, it was, it took me three weeks to send out my headshot and resumes because mm -hmm. I had to get the job, job and apartment and all that stuff. Um, I sent out 80 headshots and resumes um, and I got two responses. Mm -hmm. I had one mm -hmm. meeting. Um, I met with a commercial agent and they signed me luckily. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so from, 80 submissions, only one meeting. That gave me a really clear sense of what what the numbers might be like. Yep. Maybe I have to go on 80 auditions to just get one call back. Maybe I have to go on 160 auditions. But um, but right away, I was given some clear feedback that it's going to be tough. But if I found if I met with the right people, the right people would see me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it was about a, a match, finding a match. Um, uh, and then, and then, um, yeah, I just kind of kept putting one foot in front of the other. Um, I, uh, during my first year, my friend um, from college called me and said, there's a movie casting. They need um, a hearing girl who knows mm -hmm. sign language um, mm -hmm. around this mm -hmm. age. Um, this is where you should send your headshot and resume. And I thought, oh. okay. Uh -huh. I was doing every student film I could get my hands on. I was doing everything I could. Um, so I, so I submitted, submitted for this and he said, the address is five, 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 five Melrose. And I thought, 
That's, <laughs> that's Paramount. That's wow. Paramount Studios. I had no idea. <laughs> and that's kind of like, I guess my first couple of years in a nutshell, wow. I had so much drive that I was like doing things like sending my headshot and resume to Paramount Studios. Um, where, whereas I, I just was going for it. I had no idea that like, you don't really, you don't really do that. You know what I mean? You don't really like <laughs> send yeah. your own material to Paramount. You have an agent send it for you. I just sent it. Wow. Uh, um, and I, I just had so much, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ballsiness? Excuse me. <laughs> um, but um, after three months, I, I got a call from the casting director. Can you come to 5555 Melrose? <laughs> and I said, sure, I can. Um, so I showed up, had an audition, and um, and I had spent a year touring with a theater company um, called National Theater of the Deaf. So I'm pretty... I'm pretty good at sign language. Mm -hmm. So she mm -hmm. said, can you introduce yourself? And I said, sure, would you like it in sign language? She said, that would be great. I said, would you, I said, would you like me to speak and sign at the same time? And she said, you can do that. And I said, <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> so, um, so after that, I was able to wow. uh, uh, book, book the film. And um, uh, so I'm kind of giving you some awesome highlights. But there were times where, like, I would be uh, driving to my temp job and, um, and my car starts smoking. So I pull over to the side of the road, have to call my temp job. And wow. it, it's, it was a stressful time. I, I look back at the highlights because some of it was just – some of the other stuff was just pretty – Mm -hmm. Pretty tough, pretty tough. So, yeah, but here I am 16 and a half years later. Wow. So. Oh, wow. Now, do you think it's harder today? Because, again, you know, when, when you were growing into this, yeah, you know, you pretty much had to be in L.A. But yeah. because of COVID, it's made it to where the even though there's Netflix and all, so there's a lot more spots. More platforms. But now yeah. there's more people. Yes. For those <laughs> spots because you got the world that you're competing against, not LA. You think mm -hmm. it's harder nowadays because of that? Well, I think you guys just um, uh, articulated the perfect storm of the moment. There are so many more platforms, like you were saying. So mm -hmm. there was no um, Hulu, Netflix didn't do original programming. Mm -hmm. There's Amazon, Paramount Plus, there's HBO Max, mm -hmm. IMDb TV, opportunities, opportunities, opportunities. But everyone can send in a self-tape now. So um, so I don't know if they kind of cancel each other out. Um, mm -hmm. um, but what I also find interesting is, you know, there's a lot more um, projects, but I feel like Nicole Kidman's doing like quite a lot of them, you know? Like, <laughs> yes. It's not necessarily sort of spread between everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, when I get a little overwhelmed with that, like, oh, wow, there's, movie stars doing TV now. I just sort of try and put my blinders on, stay in my lane, <laughs> stay grateful, and just try and put in the best work possible so that mm -hmm. even if I don't book that job, I'm mm -hmm. making a fan. And who knows, 15 auditions later, maybe I'll book the role. So yeah, I just try and stay in my lane and stay positive. <laughs> so being that blonde is such an icon. Mm -hmm. how, tell us oh, how yes. that came about yeah. for you. 
Oh, the movie Blonde. Well, I'm so excited because just yesterday, Netflix announced um, a ton of their films for this year mm -hmm. and Blonde is on the list and everyone's so excited uh -huh. because we shot this in 2019. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, quite a while ago. So, um, so I, um, interesting story. So I auditioned, um, but of course, Prior to auditioning for that, years before, I um, booked a play at the biggest theater um, out here in Los Angeles. I booked a play, and that casting director had then, maybe a decade later, moved to be the casting assistant for the movie Blonde. Mm -hmm. So she okay. called me yeah. in because um, she knows I can act. Um, and then in the waiting room, so I got, a, I got a call back and met with the director, and in the waiting room, I'm the least famous person ever. I'm oh, wow. like, like people I grew up watching. I'm, I'm sitting oh, wow. in this room going like, oh, this is cool. This is <laughs> cool being here with these people. And um, so then I had, I went in and had this great session with the director and, um, and um, a few weeks later, got the call, booked the role, wow. had the mm -hmm. um, fitting. And I love, so this is a period piece, obviously, dealing with Marilyn Monroe. I mm. love wearing wardrobe from mm. that time. Not mm. sort of like costumes built to look like they're from yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the 50s, 60s, 70s, mm -hmm. but actual pieces from that time. Um, yeah. It's really interesting. I, I'm, I'm wearing, it's... It's actually just a uniform. It's a nurse's uniform, but mm. I think it's gorgeous. Um, there's this hat that I wear that has to be sort of uh, bobby pinned in. And oh, I'm thinking, how did nurses do this? With this little hat dangling yeah. off their head. Um, but I, I love it. I had such a fantastic time. And um, uh, Ana de Armas, of course, is in the movie. But I also got to work with Julianne Nicholson, who I admire so much and after i was wrapped filming um i changed into my street clothes and um and i knew that she was in the hair and makeup trailer so i went in door, <laughs> and i just told her um i'm probably going to be very embarrassed about doing this but i have always admired your work oh, wow. and so to be able to work with you is incredible but then to see what a nice person you are just yeah put mm -hmm. me over the edge she was so kind um and she said thank you and then i closed the door and i went oh. i just did that okay great awesome <laughs> went back to my car went home and um so grateful for the so grateful for the experience and i can't wait to see the movie when it comes out yeah now, we didn't, uh, think of what you say that made me think of a story um we didn't get to meet this person but craziest thing one thing one of the times we was visiting nashville Mm. And um, on online, you can find a lot of the celebrity homes and all that, and, you, mm -hmm. and it gives you addresses. Oh, yeah. Because in Nashville, they don't have a lot of gated communities, believe it or not. Mm. And um, and so we were we seen a home. We were not too far from Big Kenny from Big and Rich. Mm -hmm. And uh, on and so we were we drove by his home. Yeah, we were already and, in that and area. We were already in the area. We split, we're, so I'm stopped. We're looking at the home while we're in the vehicle, mm -hmm. and. And all of a sudden, this car pulls up inside of us and and, uh, and and starts to roll down the window. Now, I'm thinking they must be sightseeing like us, you know, because, yeah, you know, yeah, they stuck. And she house, rolls but... down the window and says, may I help you? And I'm not sure what to say. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, we think this is Big Kenny's 
home and we just kind of wanted to come by and see. And she was like, yes, it is. And you want me to tell him? And I'm like, I don't know what to say. And I'm just, the only thing I could come out with is, well, just tell him that Chris and Sandy from the Chris and Sandy show came by. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, that's fantastic. Chris, uh, that, Chris and Sandy show. Yep. And, and so, you know, because our little one, our 10 year old, little Chris, he, you know, yeah, he, was he, he wanted us to go yeah. and find some of the homes so we can see. Yeah, because he's a huge music fan. Oh, <laughs> so we were driving by and we did that. Like I said, we, and it was funny because that, that almost didn't happen because I missed the turn to go into the road. <laughs> so yeah. we had to go way around the block. So if I didn't miss the turn, that the timing, that, the timing wouldn't wow. happen. Wow. It was meant to be. Yep. Mm -hmm. Meant to be. That's very cool. Now, when you played your role in Blonde, what did you learn about yourself? Mm, ooh, wow, that's a good question. This is like inside the actor's studio. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think um, uh, I, ooh, a couple of things. I think I learned that I like to play supporting roles. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I tell people that I'm in a movie about Marilyn Monroe, they're like, are you Marilyn? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. They get, you know, they have a phenomenal yeah. actress who's doing it. Yeah. I, I like playing supporting roles oh, wow. um, because um, I get to help create the environment. Mm -hmm. I get to yeah. help create the fabric of what, what um, the world was like. Um, uh, and I love collaborating and telling a story. Um, yeah. I, I'm, uh, when I was doing theater, quite often it was a big ensemble cast and you learn this is the moment where this person, this is their, their climax. So if you're in the scene with them, you, you can't be sort of pulling focus. You're mm -hmm. adding to the environment. Um, uh, but I, I realized while doing that, I love being a supporting character. I just love adding to the scene wow. in that way. Yeah, which is That's great. It's a good perspective. It is. I think so. I think it's helpful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so as you know, a lot of people, they, they see you as the actress and all that, but they don't see the teams behind you. In our opinion, teams never get the love they deserve. Yeah. On our show, they get some love. Yeah. So take yeah. a few moments just to tell us about the team that helped you be who you are. Oh, that's so that's fantastic. Well, I'm thinking a lot about my manager right now because his his name is Paolo Andres. Mm -hmm. Um his company is Rothman Andres Entertainment and he's a wonderful person. Mm. He does business very well. And he has a lot of great connections, but he's a wonderful person. Um, so I signed with him in 2014. That's when we started our business relationship. Mm -hmm. But I actually went and heard him speak in 2007, 2007. I went to um, a panel um, and they called it a pilot season panel talking. They had a manager talking about stuff. They had an agent talking about stuff. And as he was talking, I thought, that's my manager. Wow. Uh, my manager. Mm -hmm. Just the way he is carried himself so respectfully, had such a good understanding of the business. Mm -hmm. um, there was no ego involved, and that's very rare in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, so 2007, so I emailed him my materials, I sent in my materials, and I didn't have a very catchy, awesome resume just yet, right? Mm -hmm. I was still in the 
building, building years, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so he didn't respond to it, and um, and I knew that I had some work to put in. So, in those seven years, I was building my resume. Um, I signed with another manager at the time, and was getting jobs and sort of building, and things were getting um, bigger and getting getting that footage. Finally, in 2014, our paths crossed again, mm-hmm. and um, and. Um, I was able to do a showcase and show him some of my work. And then when we had a meeting, we hit it off. He's, he's as kind and, and um, smart and savvy as I remember him being. Um, and at the end, I said, so um, what happens next? And he <laughs> said, take your meetings. And I said, I think I'm done taking meetings. I'd like to sign with you. Um, oh, and ever since then, it's been wonderful. Um, he uh, he advocates for me. He's well respected in the industry because he doesn't cross boundaries. He doesn't gossip. He doesn't speak poorly about people. That matters to me so much, so mm-hmm. much. I can I can sign with um, a handful of agents and managers. I was going to say a ton, but probably not a ton, a handful. Right. And they get the appointments. They, they help, um, finalize the job details. I want one that is kind, that brings kindness to the world. So that's, that's Paolo Andres. He's just a wonderful human. Um, I also, I have fantastic agents, um, uh, Gabby Alabashi and Pam Ellis with Ellis Talent Group. Um, uh, I also have a fantastic community with my acting studio. It's called Stan Cooper Studios. And the students, as much as I'm meant to teach them, and I do my best, I learn from them. I learn so much about persistence, about how to show up for your community, how to put in the hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, um, that's absolutely my job. Um, whereas I consider my acting business, my career, that's my job, but they all come together because it's a huge part of my life. I have yeah. such kind yeah. and students and co-workers at my studio so man I'm nothing without the support of all those people I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to shout them out a little bit yeah we've always done that from day one on our show yeah and speaking sweet. of teams we have a third co-host yes. our little 10 year old that we Christopher bring, yeah. that we, we said he's gonna go get him but we okay. allow him to come on and ask a few questions Oh, how wonderful. And, and we've got an almost three-year-old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too because we are a family affair show. Oh, wonderful. I just love that. I just love that. So is he not in school today? We homeschool. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. <laughs> so it that's helps great. out. So you can do some work in the morning, some work in the evening, and then in between we can kind of control what we need to control. That's a beautiful thing. I really <laughs> love that. So this is little Chris. Yep. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he loves being on the show and, you know, he wants to eventually do his own podcast and he's got a little speech delay right now and he's in speech therapy. So, I, you know, and so when he grows a little more maturity wise, I told him, you know, we'll definitely have him do his own show. So we're kind of preparing him for that. Oh, that's wonderful. How fantastic. He wants to do something like 10 minutes with Chris. 10 minutes with Chris. I love it. I love it. I bet and you I think that a lot of celebrities would come on his show for that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> hi, Kalisa. What's your food? Pizza. Mm. Pizza, pizza, pizza. I love pizza. Do you? Do you eat pizza? Yes. 
Oh, what's your favorite topping? Uh, pep pepperoni. <laughs> hard, hard to beat pepperoni. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he'd eat it all day long if we gave it to him. Oh, me too. Pizza party. Yeah, yeah, that's his favorite too, is pizza, ain't it? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay, so what's for a TV show? Ooh, I'm watching one now called As We See It. Um, uh, it's on Amazon and it's just wonderful. Ooh, it's maybe, maybe a little too mature for um 10-year-olds. <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah, but it's a good show. And what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> and what's been pretty cool because he watches a lot of Nickelodeon Disney shows, and be, you know, so we've been able to bring on a lot of actor and actresses from his shows onto our show. Oh, very cool! I love that. I mean, and his one of his favorite um, singers. Walker Hayes we had on recently. Oh, was that awesome to meet them? Yes. <laughs> oh, how great. I love that. Right. Very okay. cool. All right, so what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Casablanca. Chris, it's, it's, it's a black and white movie. It might be a few years before you see it, but it's a good one. What about yours? Mine is a Minions movie. Ooh, love that. <laughs> Have you seen um, the new Spider-Man movie, No Way Home? Not yet. No, I haven't. Not yet. I haven't seen it either, but I heard it's really good. He'll probably like it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. Okay, bye, thanks. Bye. So nice to meet you, Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah, like awesome. I said, he, he, he definitely loves to do the show and all that. That's very cool. Whew, I'm glad he didn't ask me the hard-hitting questions, the ones that really, whew, I'm glad he took it easy on me. <laughs> yeah, he gets the fun ones. <laughs> so good. if you could co-star with any actor or actress, who would it be and what role would you want to play? Oh, Tracy Ellis Ross. I want to work with Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, um, and <laughs> I would do anything if I got to be in a scene <laughs> or any kind of relationship. Um, um, uh, I, um, I'm thinking of a million different scenarios that we could play, but yeah. but I would I would I would happily just deliver coffee in a scene to her if that's what <laughs> I could do. I just love her so much. She's <laughs> phenomenal. She's been phenomenal for years. Yeah. Um, um, she she steals every scene that she's in on um, in every show, every movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and gosh, it would be amazing to work with her. So yeah, now this probably has a thousand different answers, but think of the first thing that pops in your head. But what's a show or movie that you wish you were in? <laughs> um, um, I wish I were in. You know what? I think because we were just talking about um, I, I wish I was in Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. I don't really know what role because there's not one that I'm like, she took my role, but we'll man. make a new role for you. Right. Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, um, I want to be in the Mandalorian so badly. So what's been your hardest role to play? The hardest role to play. Um, 
Mm. I think it's maybe Anara on Station 19. Oh, wow. Okay. The hardest and the easiest. Um, <laughs> the hardest because um, um, uh, she had such a journey. You know, she had such a fantastic arc. And um, tracking all of those things um, uh, was a challenge. Um, it was a phenomenal challenge. I loved every <laughs> single moment of it, but it was really um, a unique challenge. Plus she was a single mom um, um, post uh, an abusive marriage and, um, and uh, she was dealing with a lot. So, so every, every scene that they wrote, they wrote gorgeously layered and I did my best to honor all of those layers and um, uh, give her the perseverance that she was written with um, mm -hmm. while allowing her some vulnerability and fragility. That's, that's a unique thing to play both strength and vulnerability simultaneously. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I did my best, but yeah, it's a, it's a good challenge. What's been your most fun role? My most fun role. Well, a lot of people love my role on Tacoma FD. Oh, wow. um, uh, I had I um, couldn't believe my luck in working with those gentlemen because they're so so funny, and they had written just this incredibly hilarious scene for me. Um, <laughs> and I knew that when I was cracking up the other series regulars, I thought. Mm, this is working. In fact, one of them took a video of me while I was performing, took a video of me and he's like, this is hilarious. I thought, <laughs> yes, yes, this is good. So that was, that was, that was a fun one. Yeah. Where would, where do you want to be in five years? In five years, I'd love to be a series regular on an ensemble comedy. I um perhaps cross it there, perhaps, who knows? Um, um, I love comedy and I've I've worked primarily in drama. So I'm ready to sort of um usher in Blossom that. Out. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I love being part of an ensemble. So I want to be surrounded with other people who are um people who are more talented than me so that I can mm -hmm. learn from them and, um, uh, and grow alongside them and create fantastic, fantastic things. I, I mentioned to your uh, fantastic son that I love the new show, um, As We See It. It's mm -hmm. a show about um, three individuals on the autism spectrum and mm -hmm. how they mm -hmm. are looking to gain independence in their lives and their yeah. interpersonal yeah. relationships. And mm -hmm. that show I, I I cried happy tears. I cried sad tears. I just thought this this is gonna this is gonna change the world. It's gonna change so many people's world by seeing it. I'd love to be a part of something like that. Um, something that has um, meaning behind it. Yes, an impact on the world and shows a side of uh, humanity that perhaps doesn't always get the spotlight. Yeah. No. Yeah, I love that. love that. So let's look 15 years down the road. Let's say you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're on top. Yeah. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self. Mm -hmm. What would you want to remind her? Ooh, that made me a little emotional just you asking me that. I'd want to remind her that um oh that makes me so emotional just thinking about it excuse me i'm sorry <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, 
remind her that um, that when she was coming up, she needed the support of others and remind her to look out for others. Always be um, talking to the person who's on set, who has just one line, people who are background actors. I wanna remind her to, um, while there's all these amazing opportunities, keep an eye out on the people who need you. Look out for them, spend just as much time reaching out to the people who can offer you nothing for your career as you do with the big wigs. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell myself 15, 15 years in the future, I know you and Tracy Ellis Ross are best friends, but make <laughs> sure that you, that you look out for those who really use um, a You're hand. the next Colleen. Support. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. And yeah. what are some sources of inspiration for you? Oh, you know, my siblings are huge sources of inspiration. Wow. They are, my three siblings are all social workers and mm -hmm. they- That's a tough job. That is a tough very, job. Very tough job. And an ungrateful and, job. Yes. And because of that, I admire them so much. They really talk about making a difference. Mm -hmm. They make a difference every single day of their lives. And they all happen to be wonderful parents who honor their their kids and show up for um, each other. And they have an incredible sense of humor. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I, I just admire them so much and they inspire me with that work ethic. Um, I talk about you know the rejection of this business, which can be so brutal, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. they're working in, you know, one of my siblings is working in the foster care system oh, wow. where yeah. things are truly brutal. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I can't mm -hmm. even compare what I do. And you don't and, always know what the best <coughs> um, choice is. That's, you know, that's another problem with those is you, you think you're making the right decision and then you, and, but then you may not be, but then you may be. Absolutely. And there's humans, there's human lives um, uh, that are, that, that are involved. It's not just your own. So, um, so I just look up to them so much, even the ones that are younger than me, I look up to them <laughs> and, um, and think if I, if I could have an impact with my life, the way that they have an impact with their lives, I'd be very, 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 very happy. Wow. Yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be in the entertainment industry? What would you like to be known and remembered for? I think I'd like to be known and remembered for, um, I play a lot of women who are struggling, mm -hmm. um, women who are yet to sort of fully realize their full potential. Mm -hmm. And I like my legacy to be that women watching my characters found a source of strength, found a source of inspiration, that I was an actor for the every woman who mm -hmm. could see themselves represented and see themselves um, honored in that way. Um, I'd like to be someone who who brings performances to light and people feel better after watching them. Move people. Yes. Yes. I mean, what better thing can you be part of if you could, you know, get, you know, like a good song will have, 
you in tears from mm -hmm. you're happy you're sad you remember the past I'll you remember you the good things you remember the the yeah mm -hmm. a good song a good movie a good show will take book. you through all mm -hmm. the emotions absolutely and you feel a little more connected to everyone yeah. you know if you hear a song and you think and you you feel oh i understand that heartbreak you think Oh, other people have experienced heartbreak like this before. I'm I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this world. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's a shared experience, even though I've never met this person. If we can all feel a little less alone at the end of the day, we've done our job. That's what exactly. it's all about. I love, and of course, you know, with entertainment, you know, through this pandemic, everybody, that's something everybody needed. Yes. Oh, it truly is. Yes. <laughs> because everybody felt alone for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in those times, I think we we went back to TV and movies, read a little yeah. bit, listened yeah. to music mm -hmm. and, and found our comfort. We have to keep creating so people feel yeah. less alone. We feel less alone in the process, too. Because <laughs> everybody's connected. Yeah, absolutely. That's all. Mm -hmm. So as yeah. we start to close out here, what advice would you give somebody who wants to do what you do? Mm. My advice would be to um, ask a lot of practical questions um, from people who have done what you want to do. Um, so if there's someone you admire who lives in a way that you admire, ask them how they do that in a very practical way, rather than um, rather than sort of, um, um, how do you spend your afternoon when you have free time? Ask them, how do you, how do you, um, how do you strengthen relationships in this business? Mm -hmm. um, when there's a project that you want to work on, how do you go about making that happen? What is one action step that I could do wow. to move the needle just a little bit for just for today? Um, and then I would read. I would read lots of scripts. I would read lots of autobiographies of actors. Um, and the third thing is strengthen your understanding of self because it can really get taken away from you with um, the blinding lights of this business and all the sort of external <laughs> stuff, you can really lose contact with who you are. And um, I would just strengthen that as much as possible, make it nearly impossible for this business to take you away from what means the most to you. I love wow. that. So tell everybody how they can find you. Well, I'm Colleen Foy on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, I don't post a ton, but I'm, I am I am bound to do it more. I can just feel it coming. Um, uh, yeah, Colleen Foy, C-O-L-L-E-E-N-F-O-Y. Um, and uh, that's where you guys can find me. I, I appreciate you so much, Chris and Sandy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we had a wonderful time. We, did. we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Yes. I would appreciate that so much. Thank you. Right, you have a great day. Thanks so much and, for your and time. And give my best to little Chris, okay? Uh, we will, well, do, we that. will do that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.